Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like if you don't pay for your exorcism, can you be repossessed? Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host and this is our Halloweenus special. You love Halloweenus, don't you? I love Halloweenus. I love it. Everyone loves Halloweenus. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and Vessen, Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather has a theory that every squirrel you see is currently on a dare from another squirrel. Welcome to the show, Miss Morris. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, did I take you away from your drinking? Do you not think when you see squirrels, it looks like they're on a dare? Quick, see if you can get across there. See if you can run around there as quickly as possible without them seeing you. Quick, see if you can flick that person's ear. Never really thought that before. You've never thought that before. Mm, no. See, you leave this show with more than you arrive with. I also wish to introduce the man and crazy, Michelle Corey. <laughs> Michelle was born and raised in Myra, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. 
It's with a heavy heart this week that Michelle announced she has high cholesterol. <laughs> oh, Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. As always on MQTA Radio, we have Nathan Bush in the background. Nathan wasn't feeling very well this week, so he covered his back in butter and he went downhill fast. <laughs> Hi, Adrian. I see you're looking better already. We are on Series 2, Episode 133. This is a halloween special. 133 is a squirrel-daring, fat-consuming number with a love of tobacconists. Sorry, that's tobogganists, my bad. <laughs> I can't read my own writing. 133 is the number you need to dial to be put through to the Austrian Police Department. So if you suffer grievous bodily harming grats, if you have an insurance fraud in Innsbruck or an unwanted solicitation in Salzburg, 133 <laughs> is the number for you. So for the very first time on MQTA, we have the I can't believe that facts and bizarre and strange information about Austria points to be won oh, early on. I was conceived in Austria, by the way. Just thought I'd share that with you. I have a strong connection with Innsbruck. Not as much as my parents did on their camping holiday right. back in the day, but I feel like I'm drawn there on a regular basis. Austria has the oldest one in the world. It was started by Emperor Franz Stefan in 1752. And the nearest one wins. I need you to tell me what it was. What did he start? What could you find first in Austria before anywhere else? Cheese. Cheese. He started... <laughs> Cheese. Don't let the fact. Don't let the fact that the Romans and in biblical times they had cheese. But if you're going with 1752 cheese, Austrians are of course famous for their cheese. You're going to stick with cheese, are you? Why not, Michelle? I suspect that any answer will give you the points, regardless of what it is. I think it's a national anthem. In fact, no, no points can be distributed. <laughs> It was, in fact, a zoo. The first animal menagerie was created by Franz Stefan in 1752. And it was, in fact, a zoo. I cannot give the points away, but do not fear. There are more questions in abundances. Oh. As we learn about our Teutonic and Germanic friends, Austria has the largest what industry in the world? The I largest... can't answer cheese again, can I? Answering cheese to every question isn't going to win you points tonight, but I'm sure over a period of the last four years, cheese must have been an answer to one of our questions. I'm going to give you a... It's not foodstuffs. <laughs> well, this you is... make them so vague. This is our halloween special. So I'm just going to give you some oh. clues. We, want to might... we might want to go a little darker than the sausage, is what I'm saying. That can blood get dark. sausage. There was too much. <laughs> no, blood sausage is not another answer. I tell you what, for the sake of the show, let's just forget sausage for the minute. Keep let's, good. let's just forget sausage. I can't. You can't. So when I said let's go darker, you went blood sausage. I love it. Nice. Yes, this is a Halloween special. We okay. need to go a little bit themed rather than food related. Okay, what was the question again? Prandial or comestibles are not going to win you this quiz. What, what was the question again? Austria has the oldest industry in the world in this particular area. Michelle, what have yeah. you got tonight on MQTA? Anything at all? Mortuaries. Oh. 
Miss Morris, sausage isn't going to win you the points. I am going to give Michelle two hefty Austrian, boom, Tyrrell Viral points. This is how we work. It has the biggest per capita in Europe funeral industry, Stabeverlein, which is a death association. You would never have to pay for your funeral in Austria. Someone else will take that from you. But they're obsessed with funerary, making sure everything's right, that there's no one dying that hasn't paid. Everything's accounted for. It's a huge industry, the biggest in Europe per capita. You always hear, coming back, if you're in Vienna, you're coming back home on the bus, you've just been to your grandmother's funeral, you will hear someone say, Ein Schoenerlecker, which means a beautiful corpse. It's a very, she's never looked better. Look at her. She's never looked better. I don't remember having her hair done like that, but she's never looked better. Cafe Neko in Vienna allows customers openly to stroke and play with their what? Cheese. Their cheese. I thought you were going to say sausage. I'm glad we didn't go with the other. Because we would have now been taken off air. Old Arnold there, Arnold from the Terminator films, famous Austrian, sat there in Cafe Nico stroking his... Stroking his bread. His bread. Mm. Yes. His pumpernickel. Yes. Nice. (laughs) Michelle, you're in Cafe Neko. Neko. You've brought yourself a nice cup of tea. You're sat there with your Black Forest Gatto. You're openly playing. If that works, (laughs) you go for it. What are you stroking and playing with? A cat. You are on fire, Michelle. (laughs) You are. It is a cafe full of cats. You can stroke and play with the cats to your heart's content in Cafe Neko in Vienna. Who knew such wondrous things? 133 is the nickname. Do you know who has the nickname 133? You may know. It's obscure, but there's a possibility you may know this. No. 133 is the nickname of American heavy metal musician and keyboard player of Slipknot called Craig Jones. Huh. Catchy, right? Mm. Look at 133 over there. I don't know much about Slipknot, I'll have to say. I believe they're a popular beat combo from Des Moines Mm -hmm. in Iowa. So, for the very first time on MQTA, I could not believe that fascinating facts about Iowa. Yes, they genuinely exist, I tell you. Nearly every person in Iowa can do this, which makes them top of the list for the whole of America. This is quite interesting. I, I, I found this a very, very positive thing to say about Iowa. They are the top of the list of every state in America for people that can do this. Blink. Blink. <laughs> yes, some of the best blinkers are currently just outside of Dubuque, which is, of course, where the World Championships for blinking are held every year. They regularly do stare-outs, of course near Okaboji. The Okaboji stare-outs, famous from all over the world. People come from Russia, Serbia, Australia, all to have the international not-blinking competition in Okaboji, near Spirit Lake in Iowa. Of course they do. Michelle? Well, I know it's not skiing. No, a bit thin on mountainous areas in Iowa. So I will say that they can sing. The best singers in the whole Mm -hmm. of America. They have nearly 100% literacy rates for the whole of america reading and writing huh there if you tell someone in minnesota they're illiterate they will argue with you and say that's not true as both their parents were married 
But <laughs> Iowa, good on them, has the highest literacy rates in the whole of America. Who knew such wondrous things? Never saw we ever again criticise the Iowans uh. and their poor road systems and boring landscapes. Iowa has more wind turbines than any other state. 25% of their electricity comes from wind power. Perhaps we should go down there. What do you think? Do you hear what I'm saying? There? You yes, should. You I should, should go down there. We'll, we'll knock that up to 45%. How's that? I can add quite easily another 20% to that. Closest one wins. Points will be awarded. There's no way points cannot be rewarded unless you don't give me an answer outside of cheese. 25% of the electricity comes from wind power. I just need to know how many wind turbines they have. As simple as that. And I'll give you a clue. It's in thousands there. I'm being very, very generous and philanthropic. Miss Morris is going with 30,000 wind turbines. Yes. That's a lot of wind turbines, Miss Morris. Yes. Michelle. It's got to be at least 100,000. Heather Morris (gasps) has won some points tonight. It was 3,200. So I admire your enthusiasm and your assiduity, but you are too far ahead of the game. They also have more pigs per capita than any other state in the whole of America and more golf courses as well, would you believe? So if you see a golf course with a pig running around with a set of clubs, then you've combined everything together. This is a Halloween special. No Halloween special would be complete without the Halloween. More questions than answers, fun and fact quiz that Miss Morris may actually get some questions right on because I know how much you love your Halloween. But try and answer outside of sausage and cheese and we'll be on a winning streak. <laughs> Yay. In original <laughs> European trick or treating, what did participants have to do on your doorstep before getting their treat? There we go. Simple enough question. Back they would in, have to knock. They would have to knock. You open the door. They're standing there. <laughs> they now have to implement this. You can't just stand outside You can't and just wait. stand. This is a stimulus and response situation that we're now staring down the barrel of. You're sat get there. nothing if knock. You're moist and poised with candy. They're standing there. You've opened the door. A transaction is about to be made. What have they got to do in medieval European culture before you provide them with the tasty treats that you have in your basket? Knock and say trick or treat. I need a bit more than that, Miss Morris. Then now. Now. <laughs> Put the candy in the bag and no one gets hurt. I bet you're a lovely little girl, aren't you? Send out Miss Morris. Do you remember the Halloween storms in Minnesota in 91? Yes. I bet you were still out there, wasn't you? Yes. Holding people ransom with candy. Yes. And stupid corn caramel balls <laughs> i can't help it it's cold out there we used to freeze oranges oh god i've done that a couple of times playing soccer on the thames estuary in january i think you had to probably do like a little trick you're not a you're not doing too badly tonight again the ugly head of cheating raises its recidical head but yes you had to do a dance you had to dance and it was choreographed before the candy or the treats were forthcoming this was called mumming Oh, mummer. Guising. And you are now up to a very hedonistic and slightly rounded six. In ancient Scottish rituals, girls would look at what for divination about their future husbands, but it's not looking in the mirror. On Halloween, young ladies would come down the stairs at 12 o'clock midnight. They would look into the mirror 
they would see their future husband, but not in Scotland, oh no. They're looking towards what? They have a divination device there, something they would look into, something they would look at in Scotland, and they could tell details about their future husband. Under the kilt. And I'm going to give you a... Wow! Look, he's got a quarter pounder. He must be called McDonald's. The pendulum swings. No, we're not on Edgar Allan Poe just yet. Look, it's tapping on the glass. I'll give you a clue. Let's go back to the foodstuffs and we may be in with a chance an of winning. Apple. Oh. Hey, you're going with an apple for divination purposes, yeah, are yeah, you? Yeah, cut it. You cut it in half. You've got the right idea, just the wrong... Fruit? Comestible. <laughs> I think it was sheep entrails. Sheep's entrails. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What kind of ba- what kind of family did you grow up in that was okay to root through sheep's entrails? To- Adam's family. Nice. What's that going to tell you about your future husband? That you've been eating lots of grass and it hasn't quite gone to the fourth stomach of rumination yet. It was cabbage stumps. Look at my cabbage stump. I'm good. No, not like stumpy arms. It turns out you're going to marry a midget who smells of cabbage. How accurate can you get? Don't complain if your husband smells of cabbage. If on Halloween in Scotland you've cut open a cabbage stump to find out information about your future spouse. I'm just saying. We should do some cabbage divination on this show. No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. I'll do it. The show's game. There's not much you'll turn down, I can tell you that. If you heard this creature call on Halloween in medieval Europe in the evening at night time on the 31st of October, it was to signify that someone was about to die. Mm. What creature's call on Halloween in medieval Europe would signify death? An owl. An owl in the dark in mm-hmm. an owl with an owl. A banshee. Miss Morris has won some points. It is the humble owl. Is it? Yeah, it is if you heard an owl hooting on Halloween evening, someone somewhere would be dead. <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> who? Who? Oh, you said who? My apologies. <laughs> I knew someone was going to do that. You can tell, can't you? What do you have to wear to see a witch at midnight on Halloween? Simple enough question. I want to see a witch. It's Halloween night. I'm going to wear this. Guaranteed witchy action. Oh, yes. Bring the broom. What do you... I'm looking for a, f- a way of dressing. I'm looking for clothing. A cloak. A cloak. Now we're getting somewhere. You're going to go with cloak, are you? Mm-hmm. Cloak of mystery. A pointy hat. A pointy hat. If you wear a cloak and a pointy hat, you're guaranteed to see a witch at midnight. Isn't true, I'm afraid. You need to wear your clothes inside out and then walk backwards. There we go. He who walks backwards. So some drunk that got dressed just going to need a witch. We'll be seeing. I'm just going to nip over there and grab a witch. It's funny you should say that. Do you know what witch means? Do you know where the word witch comes from? W-I-C-C-E, witch. It means wise woman. Of course it does. There's been a couple of times in my life where I've had to get dressed very quickly and my clothes have then been on back to front, but no witch was forthcoming, unfortunately. But then I was jumping out the window at the time and not walking backwards. We get 
to the best part of the show, the part of the show that Yay! everyone loves the most. Nathan's made a remarkable recovery. <laughs> that butter really did help. I can't mm-hmm. believe you're not better. Yay! <laughs> it's our mailbag. It's our messages of support. It's the letters. It's all of your Facebook interactions this week. I love reading these out. Please keep sending these. This is a joy. I just want to know where you're from. I like the fact 190 countries are listening to us all over the world. And before we start, I'm going to give a shout out. I know that we read down every now and then the list of the top 10 countries. I have to say, Miss Morris did point this out to me this week. The fifth country, bearing in mind traditionally we're looking at America, UK, Canada, Australia, and then Japan. it's up for grabs at that point, right? Number fifth, number fifth, number five, this week was Burundi. Yay, Burundi! The fifth I know, right? highest nation listening to our show. Bearing in mind we have 190 countries. The whole of Burundi must be listening. That's not a big population, is it, at this no. point? This is not what we're saying. That's awesome. They that must have awesome. told their neighbours and told the people at the shops and told the family members around the kitchen table. Everyone in Burundi apparently is listening to more questions and answers. How can they even compete with Canada, Australia and America? How is that even possible? They've beaten Brazil. They've beaten Russia. They've beaten China and Japan. Lace in Oklahoma has posted episode 127. That's the latest one that is in our archives at the moment on SoundCloud. He says Michelle losing her voice was almost as sexy (laughs) as when she was reading stories in her Irish accent. Oh, Lace, thank you. That's all very well and good. Oh, <laughs> the You're going to read your first story out in an Irish accent. This is where we go. He then goes on to say, go ahead, you limey wuss. Take my points away. <laughs> go ahead, you limey wuss. Take my points away. Wow. What? Don't, you're laughing too hard. Lacey in Oklahoma's on. Minus two. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're not least. <laughs> you have to do it in such a way that you need to have your Irish accent and you need to be losing your voice at the same time. Oh, I know. Can you merge the two together in some sort of bizarre we'll island try. Dr. Maru mashup? Mm. That would be the way to go. That yeah. would take him over the line, apparently, what I'm led to believe. <laughs> Cynthia in Arkansas has written, This week, my brothers and I went to the local Chinese restaurant. There was a sign on the front door that said, we close on Tuesday. Go down to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald, of course, being the guy you're going to be marrying at Halloween. Mm. When I saw the sign, I started reading it in the accent that Heather Morris uses. <laughs> Love it. So good. My brother was horrified. In the same way I am every week. And tried to shush me. <laughs> I had to explain to him that I had been binge listening to a certain show and had temporarily lost touch with reality. (laughs) So good. As I do week in, week out. So, Miss Morris, for the benefit of our listeners in Arkansas, can you read out the notice on the front of the McDonald's Chinese restaurant there? Oh, we are closed on Tuesday. Uh, so please uh, go down to your local uh, McDonald's. It's a gift, isn't it? It really is a gift. That's all of our Chinese listeners writing in as we speak. We were we were big in Japan. We've now been ostracised. 
<laughs> Gary from Cherokee in Iowa, of course, the highest country in the world for literacy. <laughs> Mind you, if you reach 100%, nothing's going to beat you, is it? At that point is where we are. He says hi to all. Hello. It's very kind of you, Gary. Russell in Michigan posted, I told my wife that I am now a radio star because my post was mentioned on MQTA by Adrian on air on episode 127. And now she hasn't heard it. So I made her listen to it in the archives for herself. She does not treat me any differently or any worse. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. I love that. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm hoping that reading this out now for a second time elevates you in her thinking. You may be getting lucky tonight. So why don't you write to MQTA and show us the photographs? (laughs) (laughs) Martin, our good listener. In New York has an amazing and wonderful online auction site. It's called Martin's Online Auctions. It's on Facebook. You're just a couple of clicks away from owning Living Dead Dolls, 1980s concert metal t-shirts. You've shown good taste. You can now surround yourself with good taste as well. The unusual, intriguing, bizarre, strange, weird, everything this show is, Martin is selling on Martin's Online Auctions on Facebook. And of course... He sent us an amazing painting, photograph on a canvas a couple of weeks ago. We mentioned this last week, but I'm going to mention it again. He did such an amazing job. We'll take a photograph of ourselves in the studio tonight with that gift. And we're very appreciative of that. So thank you very much to Martin. While I'm on the subject of gifts, by the way, just want to jump in here and say we did an expo in Ames back in Iowa. It is a very Iowa and Halloweenus themed show, isn't it? it but is. we. We're in Ames, by the way, was voted the ninth best place to live anywhere in America. I know, I, I pulled that face as well, having spent the weekend there, but apparently they should have gone to the Ramada Hotel. They'd have had a different view of things. But we went to the huge Ames Psychic Paranormal Wellness Expo this last weekend. I did a lot of readings, met a many, many wondrous people. I have to say, I did a reading for a lady from Venezuela. There was a nice lady from Chile. There was a German lady. The guy next to me was from Belarus. I said, oh, Belarus. And then smiled and shook his hand. I know nothing about Belarus. It pains me to say. He asked me if Minnesota was as cold as Siberia. And I said, probably not, I'm guessing. Very multicultural. All of these people were there. Fabulous. They put all the foreigners at one end, so we all mingled together. I don't know what (laughs) Venezuela, Chile, Germany and Belarus have all in common. Any ideas? Sausage. Sausage. The famous Venezuelan sausage. Would you like a... Jail. Jail. It's probably the place where all the Nazi scientists went to after the Second World War is the thing they have Mm -hmm. in their collective Venn diagram. We went up in an elevator. To get to the expo, you had to go up in an elevator. Ooh. Just before. The elevator's packed, right? Full of people. Everyone's going up and down. This has 10,000 people going through there. So the elevators are very busy. I'm in the elevator. We're going to the first floor where I'm doing readings and I have a stall. Just before the elevator doors are about to open. And of course, it's dead silent. This is America. Everyone sat there silently. You can hear a pin drop. Suddenly, as the elevator doors are about to open, you hear, it's like a buzzer to tell you the doors are going to open. Dead silent, packed, could hear a pin drop. Stimulus response situation for me, slightly mentally ill, of course, a bit of low level autism. The elevator went, and I said, now remove his funny bone. You owe me $200. (laughs) 
silence. Absolute <laughs> silence. I thought that was funny. I'm entertaining myself, regardless of what anyone else says. The reason I wanted to bring this up, of course, is that one of our regular listeners, a lady from Iowa, fabulous lady called Leslie, has brought in to the show for MQTA. Everyone sat around this table in this recording studio. The most amazing Halloween bag. So we've got to thank Leslie. There was tea. I got tea. I got looked after. You did. The ladies got Bloody Mary mix and a bottle of vodka. Yes, yes thank you, Leslie. Despite the drinking <laughs> culture of this show, I don't actually drink. No alcohol's ever touched my lips and I've never been drunk. So I just want to put that out there as the host of this show. But it is true. We got tea. We got Bloody Marys. There was chocolate. I got a little squirrel with no eyes. She said his name was Steve and he sat on the ch- table in front I of me. I love him. He's now a mascot, sat next to my mother. So the two of them are getting on like a house on fire. So a big thank you to Leslie for doing that thank for us as well. You. That's very thank you so much. Much appreciated. There was lots of other goodies in there mm-hmm. as well. There was cups and all kinds of wondrous things. And we'll post photographs of that tonight when we finish the show on Facebook. If you wish to join us, we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook site. We are followed by 6,000 people. It is called More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee and all of those individuals that posted their comments and have written to the show are on there. All of the banter, the jokes, all of tonight's stories, much, much more. It's one big family, all sharing jokes about squirrels, all together in one place. I would like you to join us. It would be fabulous to have you on board, joining the mirth, the merriment and the spooky javolity. We are also on SoundCloud. All of our archives for the last four years are currently on SoundCloud. Absolutely 100% free. You can listen to them back to back on long journeys, in the car, in the gym, walking the dog, whilst you're meant to be working, perhaps. If you go to SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio. We have a round on there we do at the end of the show, at the top of the hour, that we can't do on air, called Not For Your Mother. It's the round... Of all the stories from around the world, some say it's the best round we do. But you need to find that in our archives. It is not for your mother. It's the stories from around the world where things have gone wrong with your anatomy. (laughs) When certain (laughs) toys have suddenly disappeared or had some sort of electrical surge. There's things you probably wouldn't read out normally on air with everyone listening. But if you go there, you get a little Easter egg. An extra 20 to 25 minutes of naughtiness and rudity. And that is there for you. And if you're listening on SoundCloud at the moment, why not share that on your social media and tell the whole wide world you're listening to MQTA and everyone there in Japan and Burundi. And why not press the little orange love heart to tell us how much you love and adore the show. And again, everything is 100% free. But if you wish to donate a single dollar for the shows we do, for our studio costs and for the platforms of having ourselves on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher and TuneIn Radio, if you go to Patreon dot com search for mqta radio you can donate a single dollar and you get to access all the shows first there's lots of goodies on there and lots of fun things that that will in fact buy you for a single solitary dollar you can't even buy a chocolate bar for a dollar these days we have a twitter account adrian underscore lee underscore tips we have ninety four thousand followers on there so thank you to all of those individuals we go out first on a friday night at 8 p.m 
Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network.com. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. You are running out of days if you wish to see the exhibition in Redwood Falls, Redwood County, the exhibition on ghosts, mayhem, murder, and the history of paranormal investigating. It's $5 to get in. You need to get to the museum in Redwood Falls, in Redwood County, Central West Minnesota. There's only a few days left of that exhibition. It's been up all summer. You need to get in there quickly. My book, Mysterious Minnesota, Digging Up the Ghostly Past at 13 Haunted Sites, is now available in every format. This is my latest book coming out for the Halloween market. It's still got the wrapper on it. The boxes literally arrived today. We prized them open with our little grubby, stumpy fingers, and we looked at the fleshy contents of Mysterious Minnesota with the amazing William A. Irving ship on the front, the cargo freighter that we investigated. That's 13 sites across the whole of Minnesota. My latest book is there, available for you to purchase on Amazon and in all good bookshops. And because this is our Halloween special, I am going to read you one solitary paragraph about the smoky apparition that appears in the bar area of the Palmer House Hotel in Salt Center, one of the most haunted buildings anywhere in the world. It's been on several, several Ghost Adventures episodes. We were there investigating this building 10 years ago. I've investigated this building more than any other building anywhere in America. But this is from my latest book, Mysterious Minnesota, just for you for Halloween and a Halloween special. Investigation, the smoky apparition. In my opinion, the bar is the most active part of the hotel. There has been more contact with entities in this area than any other. On one memorable vigil, I was standing behind the bar in the dark. Having turned off all of the electrical appliances and lights, I asked if anyone could hear me and whether they could give me a sign of their presence. At that exact moment, all of the lights behind the bar came on. The brilliance of the newly lit sign made me laugh. I joked that they could really impress me if they would now fix me a drink, which they didn't do. So I turned the lights off and started the vigil again. But this time the atmosphere changed. When my K2 EMF meter started to spike into the red, I knew something was imminent, but I was not prepared for what happened next. Suddenly a full-bodied apparition appeared in a humanoid shape on my left-hand side, about six feet away. I turned so we faced one another and I stood my ground, waiting to see what would happen. The entity started to walk towards me in a fog of diaphanous, dirty grey smoke. It moved to several feet away from me. I tried to work out what I should do next. Then it just dissipated like cigar smoke dispersing. Seconds later, it reappeared almost on top of me. I was forced to step backwards. It started to reform into a humanoid shape again, growing and spreading low to my left. But this time, it never quite made a full body before disappearing again. It did not appear for a third time. There was no need to ask the team if they had also seen the apparition. The look on their faces told me everything. That's Mysterious Minnesota, digging up the ghostly past at 13 Haunted Sites. If you're looking for a fun, spooky, evidence and history packed read for this Halloween, Michelle is on six. I am yet to score. Heather's on four. Leslie, I've given a very healthy double integer 10 to for giving us such wondrous gifts. And Lace is currently on minus two for calling me a limey wuss. <laughs> we now go into the first round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings. A couple who killed themselves in a swimming pool as part of a suicide pact left a chilling video saying they wanted to see if there was a world after death. 
The woman who held joint Irish and US nationality and her Egyptian husband were found dead in the pool of a villa owned by a friend on a beach resort on Egypt's Red Sea coast. A message from the couple said, Sweetheart, this is our last night in this world and tomorrow we will become angels in heaven. Our spirits are not happy on earth and deserve to live in a happy eternal life. The camera was in a fixed position in the swimming pool and had recorded them as they drowned. Major General Hossam Kamal, director of Red Sea Security, said police initially thought the pair had been murdered, but there had been nothing stolen from the villa and no other indications or disturbances. The Department of Foreign Affairs said it is aware of the situation and is providing consular assistance. Would that now make the swimming pool haunted? Do you see where we are? Because we have a history of investigating haunted swimming pools. If you go to Fairlawn, an amazing mansion house up in Superior in Wisconsin. 36 rooms, I believe. They have a swimming pool in the basement. It was drained in the 1920s because it went from being a mansion house owned by the lumber baron, Martin Patterson, to being an orphanage, and they didn't want children drowning in the pool. But we have hours and hours of audio just leaving a recorder on the side of this drained pool and hearing kids splashing around and hearing all the water splashing around in a pool that's been empty for a hundred years. And then there's the Queen Mary. The swimming pool on the Queen Mary is haunted by the little girl. She leaves wet footprints. So there is a history of this. So swimming pools can be haunted, I'm guessing. And we know the correlation between water and paranormal activity with positive ions and everything else. You're looking at me as if I'm mental, Miss Morris. I always look at you this way. That is true. <laughs> Glassy-eyed <laughs> with a thousand yards. Yeah. Haunted pole, or oh, that's not cool. See for yourself. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrienne. I should give myself two points for being a little bit spooky in our Halloween special. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? The haunted teddy bear sent the show this morning's features producer to the hospital after he spent a night alone with the stuffed toy. Not one of mine, oh, but one you can yours. get one. <laughs> yes, if you're looking for a Halloween gift, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find one, Miss Morris? Ooh, you got to go to Facebook and type in oddly intriguing in your search bar. And if you see a little owl with a blood moon behind it, that is the website, which will have lots of fun stuff for Halloween, Christmas, or just your strange friend. We don't want to hear the... Ha- Owl hooting, though, do we? No. That was difficult to say. We do not wish... I was pronouncing my worms like I was (laughs) having a stroke. I was really focusing. The last time I struggled like that was when I took some chew for the first time and then realised I couldn't move any of my limbs or even speak properly. But yes, an owl hooting. Yes, you don't want to hear. owl. Difficult for an Englishman to say in many respects. Well, three viewers volunteered to spend a night with the terrifying Teddy at a haunted castle, but the experiment was thrown into chaos when producer Harry came down with a mystery illness and had to visit A&E. Now, A&E to us is a TV network. They are. <laughs> accident yeah. and emergency. Yeah, In Britain, you, you want to be going to A&E, which is accident and emergency. ER is what the Queen has written on her knickers. Oh. ER. Yeah, oh. ER. Elizabeth Regina. It's on all of our coins, on all of our notes. No. ER. Yes, ER 
is the Queen. Yeah, really? Elizabeth Regina. It's on all of the post boxes. Everything to do with the crown and copyright has ER written on it with a oh. little crown for the Queen. Yes. Well, Mr. Ted's owner, Debbie Davis, had to bury him 30 miles from her house to stop him from growling and attracting ghouls. She also claimed the bear caused headaches and nausea for those in his presence, which would explain why Harry was rushed to hospital. To test whether the ghostly goings-on were real or not, Denise, Rebecca, and Maria agreed to spend the night in English Heritage Bolsover Castle. Paranormal expert Joe Lockwood, who believes the bear is cursed and not haunted, kept an eye on the proceedings. Evil Mr. Ted was placed on a chair looking over the girls as they waited nervously in bed. After just a half an hour, Joe spotted a light anomaly, a ball of energy, which is usually the first sign of spearmints. 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 <laughs> I'm being haunted by the refreshing taste of spearmint. Every morning, it's squeezing itself out of the tube on its own. Look in the corner over there. I'm being haunted by spearmint. Darn you, spearmints. With your refreshing taste. Haunted by spearmints. And your marriage with chocolate. Uh, ew. No, you don't like the mint-chocolate combo? Peppermint, not spearmint. Ew. I thought chocolate with anything's the way to go. Surely oh, you can't well, ruin chocolate, true. can you, to be honest? Uh, yeah. Well, at the start of the witching hour, which occurs between 3 and 3.30 a.m., one of the cameras lost power in mysterious circumstances. You mean in the cold, damp castle where they've been running the cameras That's all right. night? It suddenly lost power at half lost three power. in the morning. Yeah, flickering must, and stuff. Must be ghostly goings on. Joe revealed that a wire had fallen or been pulled out of the camera. Explain that, Mr. Lee. Mm-hmm. Easily to do. Tread on a wire. Out it comes. Well, there you go. Which was probably caused by Mr. Ted. Well, the volunteers asked the spirit to show yourself, and he responded by shouting, Leave! When asked to come closer, Mr. Ted then apparently said no. The girls made it out safe and sound, but were shaken by their ordeal. As they saw he's stuffing quite clearly. In the queerly. Moon. Queerly. I'm going to yes. queerly show you my stuffing. Good. No. Good. Don't pick at the stitching. <laughs> I'll show you my spearmint. Show me on the teddy Ooh. bear, Michelle, where he touched you. <laughs> <laughs> While Holly revealed producer Harry had made a full recovery. Ghostly bear, Mr. Ted. Or I'm not dead, I'm just in bed. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's Ed, bad. Edgar Allan Poe, I tell you, as we live and breathe. I oh. shall give you points, Miss Morris. If you wish to see the ghostly bear, Mr. Ted, you can go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers. With Adrian, I shall give you two points. You're now tying for the lead. Medical experts have long debated what happens when a person dies. You get a tax break, I'm guessing. With anecdotal evidence of bright lights or sensations and films such as flatliners exploring the unknown. But a new study suggests that Persians' consciousness keeps working after their heart stops beating and their body movements fail. Cardiac arrest survivors were aware of what was going on around them while they were dead, including seeing doctors trying to save them or hearing conversations. Before being brought back to life, the study revealed. It means that a person may even hear the time of their death being announced by medics as they are essentially trapped inside their body with brain function. Dr. Sampania is studying consciousness after death and examining cardiac arrest cases in Europe and the US. 
He said anecdotal evidence was found that people in the first phase of death may still experience some form of consciousness. The expert told Life Science that people who have survived cardiac arrest later accurately described what was happening around them after their hearts stopped beating. He said they'll describe watching doctors and nurses working. They'll describe having awareness of full conversations, of visual things that were going on that would otherwise not be known to them. His study is examining what happens to the brain after a person goes into cardiac arrest and whether consciousness continues after death and for how long to improve the quality of resuscitation and prevent brain injuries while restarting the heart. Unlike the plodding flatliners, however, when a person is resuscitated, they don't return with a magical enhancement of their memories, said Dr. Parnia, but probably have a better experience, better character development, better plot structure, and a better meta-narrative than flatliners, I would <laughs> suggest. In Britain, some years ago, they did an experiment where they put certain symbols and certain toys and certain kind of words on top of closets and on top of places in an ER medical room. So if oh. you were dying or you went into cardiac arrest and then you came back, do you know people say I had an experience where I was looking over my body and I could see everything going on around me and I was at the top of the room looking down? They actually put things around the top of the room that you could only see if you were hovering up higher where the people say they are mm -hmm. when they've died so when they bring them back alive again and they said they had an outer body experience and they floated high up into the room they then said well what did you see because we left symbols and we left words and we left toys around all the tops of the closet so you couldn't see if you were on the ground level and they did experiments like that in britain this is quite adventurous for brits isn't it we did this some years ago it's fascinating. i've never seen any results but this is what we did back in the day I heard what he said or not because I'm dead. Go to our <laughs> Facebook site and see the story in full for yourself. I shall give myself another two points again for talking about the dead on our Halloween special. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? A mum has slammed her daughter's school for cancelling the annual Halloween disco because some parents are offended by the witches and wizards costumes. This is ridiculous. Yes. Where are we going in the world? What happened to let's have some fun? I like the fact that we do this show, and it doesn't matter if we do strange accents. It doesn't matter if we criticise some countries, because we criticise ourselves. We criticise our own country. What happened to the days of let's have some fun? Everyone's so precious about whether they're going to cause offence to anybody. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Life's too short. I haven't got the time and energy anymore. Me neither. Talking to Mumsnet to rant, the cheekily named Witches and Wizards labeled the decision PC Gone Mad. Apparently, the disco has been held every year since the Mum's year four daughter joined the school. However, this year there is no disco because some parents are offended by the witches and the wizards' costumes, and it is culturally offensive for some families. How about don't send your kid? There. Exactly. You do have a choice. When people say to me, I don't like the radio show, I'm thinking, well, Turn no, one, it off. no one's actually ever said that, by the way. No. But if someone did, it'd be like, well, you have a choice whether you listen or not, ultimately. Yeah. We don't claim to be anything we're not. It's a paranormal quiz radio show. And we say that we're comedic and funny. Obviously not tonight, but generally <laughs> speaking, they say. She added, the disco happens out of school hours, is manned by parent volunteers, and the kids 
love it. Most of her fellow mums agreed that it was ridiculous to cancel it. Among them was Willow, 2017, who wrote, If they don't like it, they don't have to come. Totally rubbish for the majority of kids who do love it, and probably only one PC teacher or parent who has objected and made enough noise and spoiled it for everyone. There's always someone who spoils it for everybody else, isn't there? Wizard and Witch PC gone mad. You can see that story in four if you go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee, and that has pushed Michelle into a very slender lead. She is now on a very rounded and symmetrical eight. That brings to the end of the round that is Ghosts and Hauntings in our Halloween special. We're going to move to our next round, which is going to be strange and bizarre. We have many strange and bizarre stories from around the world this week that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Miss Morris, where do you want to start in the round of the strange and the bizarre? Haunted houses scare up a lot of attention at this time of year, but few provide the frights of McAmey Manor. Russ McAmey started his homemade haunted attraction in the backyard of his San Diego home, and it's considered the most extreme full contact full contact haunt of all time. You're going to get it full in the face on a full contact <laughs> Halloween walk. No thanks. Mc- <laughs> say that now. You finish, you finish your drink and we'll see where you stand on it. McAmey has since moved his scare show to Nashville, Tennessee, and Huntsville, and. Alabama. Anabama. Anabama. <laughs> but the rules are still frighteningly simple. In exchange for signing a waiver, visitors get waterboarded. Nice. Covered in tarantulas or locked in a coffin, according to the new documentary, Haunters, The Art of the Scare. That's like a cross between uh, home alone and being kidnapped yuck. in the Far East. Uh, <laughs> once you're in... You won't be let out until McAmey has filmed your reactions of true terror. Trust me, I'm six foot two and weigh 250 pounds. Once I'm in and I want to get out, I'm getting out. I just it's thought I'd It's all the tarantulas, it. right? Oh, I'd rather be waterboarded than tarantulized. I'd take the coffin. Oh, oh. no. I oh. can't be doing with spiders. I don't mind the small little ones that run around, but the big ones, yeah. there's no need for that carry on. And you don't just see a spider, do you? It's not like, oh, look, there's a spider over there. You're standing up, you're squeezing the lemon, you look around, it's on the wall next to you. You could practically touch the bloody thing. Well, it's plural too, isn't it? It's like tarantulas. Nice. Despite its extreme nature, McAmey Manor has a waiting list of close to 24,000 people. I'll take a dollar each. Even as some people who experienced it say they have suffered aches, pains, and emotional scars. And anaphylactic shock. (laughs) Oh, and if McAmey promises not to lock you in a coffin, don't believe him. Spider web, or I don't care because I'm dead. Go and see (laughs) for yourself. This is in Alabama, is it? This is what they get up to down there, is it? Yeah, apparently. I wouldn't want that. It gets more and more extreme every year, doesn't it? Someone's going to die shortly. We finally got you to go to a haunted house for the first time ever That is true. Last I, year. I, I will say, mm-hmm. tonight, Saturday, Sunday, the weekend, if you're around, if you're in Redwood Falls, Redwood County, get out to the Halloween experience. They close off the whole of Main Street. Cindy and Greg are fabulous, fabulous people. Get out there. It's one of the most incredible buildings ever. It was the Francois Hotel. It's an old turn of the century hotel someone died back in the day 
There was a worker there that walked into the kitchen back at the turn of the last century, and this is in the exhibition. They have the little strychnine bottle of poison. He went up to the kitchen staff and said, I don't want to live anymore. And in front of everyone, he drank an entire bottle of strychnine. Whoa. He was dead within three minutes, and they couldn't do anything about it, and he did it in front of everyone. So obviously someone from the theatre, someone who likes a bit of drama. Right. This is the hotel this is taking place in. And everyone from around the town, volunteers, they dress up. They have themed rooms. They have a clown-themed room. They have a, a King Kong-themed room. There was a room themed with dolls. There was another one that looked like some sort of science experiment. There's a UFO crash landing. This is a joy. It's all to raise money for charity. If you're in anywhere near Redwood Falls, central Minnesota... I recommend you go and see that. That was just a joy. Wasn't that the best thing you did last year? It was fun watching you. I, hate <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't yeah. wanna... And there was Adrian surrounded by dancing girls saying, I don't want to get married. <laughs> That's not quite what happened. But it was that painful and that torturous. It was terrible. I dislike. I hunt ghosts for a living. I'm a psychic. I go on paranormal investigations. I organize those. I write my books. I don't mind sitting in a basement with a flashlight. I'm more scared of the living than I am of the dead. Do you want to tell what happened, Miss Morris? How was you dressed last time we went last year? What was your costume? Can you remember? Yes, I had on my devil horns and uh, whited out contacts and and you a walked black around. Cloak. You walked around, and in that Halloween experience in that house, yes. someone went tried. To, tried to jump out on you. One of the actors. Yes. And what happened next? He ran away screaming. <laughs> Michelle's had dates like that. So she was... Heather was, was paying to go around and she made one of the actors run up and scream. That tells you everything you need to know right there, does it not? I totally should have had a GoPro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we should arrange that. We, we're going to go this weekend. If you want to hang out with us, if you want to see us out there, we're going to support them as well. But if you get a chance, that's just a fabulous opportunity. Of all things, I have a story that I found. This happened just a few days ago. It says Squirrel Yob causes chaos at Manchester City soccer game with a pitch invasion. Oh, I love Aww. it. The Premier League table toppers took on championship leaders Wolves in what promised to be a mouth-watering clash. But groundsmen were caught unawares after a grace, a grace squirrel, a grace squirrel, squirrel <laughs> leapt onto the turf and started doing laps of the pitch. Mr. Belper, your letters are swollen. Sorry, I went a bit Monty Python, didn't it? Squirrel jumps onto the pitch, leaps onto the turf, doing laps of the pitch like he scored a goal. Never oh. seen anything like it. Where the did it come from? I'm guessing Mummy and Daddy Squirrel got together, and Daddy Squirrel got no, excited, I and he mean, put Squirrel where, love beans in Mummy's in? belly. Oh, through the front door, he paid. Did he? He's got a season ticket, apparently. <laughs> the Squirrel Yob refused to be trapped by stadium workers who tried to trap it with a brush. Obviously, brush the tool of the Squirrel Trapper. That's not nice. Attempting to strike a pose, the furry fiend ran to the corner flag before it was nearly caught by stewards, but the bumbling staff only succeeded in sweeping it further across the pitch. Turning to the classic sweeper position, ground staff tried to usher the yob off the pitch, but this didn't work either. In a hilarious image, one member of staff managed to get hold of the troublemaker before it appeared to bite him and run off, much to the amusement of the photographers. Good. If you grab a wild squirrel, what do you think is going to happen next? At least we don't have rabies in Britain. You can be assured of that. After several minutes of stalking the beast, another member of staff beast. managed to grab it 
and wrestle it to the ground. A standard sentence for pitch invaders is a year-long ban from all footy grounds, but it's unclear if the squirrel will face this. Apparently, during the squirrel wrestling, a game broke out. <sighs> Manchester City managed to put the distraction of the squirrel behind them to squeak past Wolves on penalties. Squirrel distraction, or I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for us tonight in the round of S&B? A man who lived with the decaying bodies of his dead mother and twin brother for more than a year said he didn't report their deaths because he was traumatized. Wow. That's a bit Norman Bates, isn't it? Yeah, and it's just up the road. Mother wouldn't hurt a fly. Man's best friend is his mother. Still gives me the willies. It's chilling. That's a very chilling sentence. Robert James Kufler, 60, was charged last week by police in White Bear, Minnesota, with interference with a dead body or scene of a death, a misdemeanor, according to Inside Edition. You're absolutely right. That is just around the corner. It is. Mm -hmm. Not a million miles away. No. I'm under the impression, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that I went into Monty Python not more than a minute ago, and Terry Gilliam of Monty Python was actually born in White Bear Lake. Mm Mm-hmm. That's amazing. See, psychic as we live and breathe. Crazy. Who knew such things? The macabre living situation crime came to light in September of 2016 when neighbors asked police to check on Kufler's residence. Responding officers said the house had a stench of decay. They found the skeletal remains of Kufler's mother, Evelyn, in an upstairs bedroom and the mummified corpse of his twin brother, Richard, in the basement. And this is according to the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Autopsies on the body showed both died of natural causes, Richard in July of 2015, and his mother a month later. I was traumatized. What would you do? Kufler told the Associated Press on Saturday. I am not some nutball. Some people think I am, but I'm not. I love them. Kufler told police that he found his brother dead in a chair and eventually moved the body to the bathroom as it was in the way. Yes, those dead uh. bodies can get in the way, can't they? You're trying to climb over them as you're putting your shopping away. Hang on, your foot's just gone through one grip cage. Oh no, I've lost my shoe. Oh, that's going to stink like rotting flesh. He told investigators he knew his mother was dying but didn't want to be around when she died. So he left the house to drive around for a couple hours. Yes, just to let him get on with it. Woody Allen said, I'm not afraid of dying. I just don't want to be there when it happens. She was dead in her bed when he returned, according to the Star Tribune. Kufler hid the deaths from the family members, CBS News reported. He even sent out Christmas cards saying his brother and mom were in bad health and didn't want any visitors or phone calls. Very bad health. Yes. (laughs) Unlike in Austria, where you can finally turn around and say, she looked fabulous, what an amazing looking corpse that is. We now enter... The final round of the evening that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have found us now in our archives. So thank you for being tech savvy and coming to look for us. We appreciate that greatly. Thank you for supporting the show. Why not press the little orange love heart to show us how much you love the show? And why not share the link to this site on Facebook and say and tell the whole wide world, your friends and family, that you've got good taste in on listening to MQTA. This is the round where your mother needs to be ushered away from the room. It's the stories from around the world that we can't read out on air for legal reasons, for being removed or gaining a hefty fine. 
But in our SoundCloud platform, we can read out pretty much whatever we want. Hurrah! I've got a story from around the world. Everyone shares my enthusiasm. A man known only as Zoo filmed himself nuzzling several women's breasts and promising them he would donate one pound and 17 pence to the Red Cross Society of China whilst on the streets of Shanghai. If I gave you the equivalent of a dollar sixty, would, would you let me nuzzle my head and your breasticles? Could, would you let me just get in there for a dollar sixty? I'll donate it to the Red Cross. That's almost a whole 80 cents each. Just see where we're going. If I just did one, that would be 80 cents. Could I just get in there and nuzzle? No. Just no. get in there. Dollar. I've got a dollar eighty with your name on it now. Going to the Red Cross. No. No. This is not the first time the self-described prankster has caused outrage for his treatment of women in his viral videos. In June, the 26-year-old, then using the pseudonym Chris... Filmed himself. God. Well, his name's Zoo. He's going with. Normally, your name's Chris and use the pseudonym of Zoo, but he's decided to go the other way around with that. Filmed himself using magician tricks as a pretext to grope women. Now you see it. Now you don't. Now you see it. Now you don't. I went up to my grandmother when I was a little boy and said, I bet I can make your chest wobble without touching it. I'll bet you a pound. And my grandmother went, okay then. And I gave her a pound and went, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. To your grandmother? <laughs> she was dead at the time. It was okay. In the video. God. I've not been allowed at a family funeral since. <laughs> he is seen approaching women in the city of Chengdu and asks them if he can show them a coin trick. Can oh. I show you a coin trick? No. I've got a coin. Here no. Hang on. Let me go through uh -uh. my pockets. When they agree, he presses the coin to their chests and begins to fondle them. It's like a silver dollar. Wow. That's just gross. The video provoked outrage online, leading to police arresting the man. I'm guessing in China they don't have similar, you know, sentences to we have here, perhaps. Perhaps the, the rules are a little less tight in China than they would be in America for such violations. He was eventually detained by police for 14 days and issued an apology online. He said that in some footage... I did not get the permission of some women featured and caused problems for their families, for which I'm extremely sorry. Despite this, he did not seem to take that long before he was up to his old tricks again under a new name on popular Chinese social media website, Weibo. In one of the first posts, he is seen asking a woman questions. Like, could I have a one-night stand with you? And filming their reactions. What? In China, indecent assault in public places carries a maximum prison sentence of five years. Why would you risk that? There was a young man from China. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight <laughs> in the round of Not For Your Mother? It seems there is no end to the bizarre things that people on the internet suggest women use on their vaginas. Yes, I've done extensive research. Mm -hmm. I could give you that list right now. Oh, yes. Why don't you? Well, let's hear the story. <laughs> We've had glitter bombing. Glitter, yep. Cucumbers. Vajazzle. Vagina visors. I've what? seen sesame seeds. <laughs> I don't know. What? Vagina visor. Well, you know what the sun getting on it, do you? <laughs> You'd need to use chapstick. No. Why did Blistered you Blistered lips. No. No. Look, she's walking with a lisp. 
No. No. Neon pubic dyes and many, many more. Neon pubic dyes. I've got yeah. all of their albums. Their third album is the best. <laughs> 1982. Now it seems Vicks Vapor Rub. That'll unblock your tubes. Is ah. making an appearance as a way to boost your sex life. Soothe itching. Soothe itching. <laughs> Clean your intimate areas. And maintain a pleasant order down there. I don't know if Nathan what? agrees with me or not, but if you go on a first date and you're doing quite well and you're whizzing past the bases, nothing could be more ran- rant- rancid. <laughs> romantic. <laughs> nothing could be more romantic than the faint bass notes of camphor. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like your grandmother. I agree. You need to rub something on your chest. Hi, my name's Vic. <laughs> My name's Chris. Hold the camera. Oh, God. Some even suggest it can protect you against yeast infections. While these claims may all sound great, they're simply not true. Simply the best. <laughs> Better than a thermal vest. Any gynecologist would tell you the only way you should be cleaning your vagina is by using warm water with a mild soap at most. Any form of cream scent should not be used as it can damage the delicate skin membrane on the vagina. Keep going. Make it up. Leaving you open to nasty infections. Mm. A quick Google of Vicks Vapor Rub and Vagina and you... No! Don't do it! <laughs> don't do don't it! Don't do it! Do not search! Trust me! For Vicks Vapor Rub and Vagina in the same sentence. <laughs> I lost two days of my life. I didn't come out of my room for 48 hours. I lost so much weight. <laughs> I had the pizza man feed me pizza under the door frame. Don't come in. Just push the pizza under the door. And you've met with an alarming number of blogs and forums that suggest the ointment can be used on your lady garden. Yes, that's right. The thing you dab on your chest and dab under your nose to relieve congestion and help you breathe through the winter months on your most intimate area. Do you need to have your passages... Unblocked? Is that something that needs to happen in the winter? Is that a regular occurrence in Minnesota? I'm new to this world. I know nothing about Minnesotan weather or women's lady guards in any great detail. Should I share that with you? Feel free to jump in and help me at any time. <laughs> Some forums suggest it can be used to spice up things in the bedroom. Rubbing it on your clitoris or on your man's penis could help heat things up. Bengay. But the irritation could last for hours as the ointment is difficult to wash off. There. Oh. See? You pays your money, you take your choice. Swings and roundabouts. Yeah. If you want to add a little more sparkle to your sex life without using glitter, there are a range of intimate lubricants that can give you a tingling sensation, all of which have been tested and approved for use down there. Chili powder. <laughs> <laughs> That... Paprika! <laughs> See, I can think of several already. That'll warm you up, yeah. and that will give you a tingling sensation. So stick to those. It's a much safer bet. Wasabi! Oh. Kimchi! Nice. <laughs> it's all kimchi. It's all kimchi to me. Miss Morris, what have you got for us tonight in the round of NFM? Well, an Oklahoma man is greasing the wheels of justice. Oh, God. With lots of Vaseline. 
Petroleum jelly. Yes. Not Vicks Vapor Rub. When John Wayne Kellerman was pulled over on October 15th, he could have easily given the officers a slip. That's because the 54-year-old was mostly covered in Vaseline on his hands. Similar to you this week, Nathan, in many respects. And his upper and lower body parts. Yeah. He's been going downhill fast ever since. Deputy Daryl Beebe of the Garfield County Sheriff's Department made the discovery after he pulled over Kellerman for doing 57 in a 45-mile-per-hour zone. (laughs) When Beebe walked up to the car, he said Kellerman was nearly naked, nearly, except for a bikini thong. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes, as every 54-year-old should be wearing by now. Nice. It's like trying to get two bowling balls in a marble bay. Oh, God. The Borat. (laughs) It's a nice. It's a sexy time, you laugh. Well, he also noticed a pornographic magazine was on the passenger seat. Scribble Weekly. (laughs) According to the Enid News and Eagle newspaper, a nearly empty jar of Vaseline was located next to the man in the vehicle. A sergeant arrived at the scene of the traffic stop to do a vehicle inventory, according to the Eagle. The officer noted that the driver's side of the car was extremely greasy. <laughs> in the cool greasy. of the evening when every is getting very greasy. Mm-hmm. According to a police report, Kellerman seemed extremely nervous and his hands were shaking. Yes. He handed. Let's not waste it. He handed. (laughs) He handed BB an ID card and offered the officer a rag to wipe off the Vaseline. Damn! I know he was really crazy. The officer refused the office, uh, offer of the rag, so he liked the greasiness. Well, where's that rag been? I know. <laughs> it could stand up by itself. Smooth operator. <laughs> During questioning, Kellerman allegedly admitted masturbating behind the wheel before Baby pulled him over, or BB, whatever. Slip so, sliding away. Slip sliding away. Can you masturbate as you're driving? I think that's probably not concentrating on the road. Otherwise, you know, distraction, distracted driving. Like texting would be a similar thing, wouldn't it? Do you see where I am? I don't think that's a similar thing at all. <laughs> well, I'm sticking to that story, no matter what the judge... Sticking. I, I was texting, goddammit, and my trousers fell open. Uh, God... Baby checked Kellerman's license and discovered he was driving on a revoked license. Who knew? And, in fact, the license hadn't been valid since 1985. <laughs> what? Well, Miss Morris wasn't born. Wow. Can you imagine? That's freaking... Fr- that, what? He hasn't had a valid license for 30 years? And some. <sighs> Whatever. Tug of war or what's the score? <laughs> Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery, it is Lace, who never got Aww. off a minus two for calling me a limey wuss. <laughs> That's it, Nathan. Laugh it up. <laughs> Get the olive oil. Get the waterboard. <laughs> 
Get the tarantula. Get the cheese. Get the blood sausage. I'm in fourth place. Miss Morris is in third. Leslie's in second. With her timid first place winning, the $33,000 camera of our Halloween specialist, Michelle, Ooh. who scored a legs 11. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lear. You can get to my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. Remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that you can only find in our archives if you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQ. TA Radio, we do our favourite round of the week called Not For Your Mother. My gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drain, Nathan Bush, and Michelle Corrie, and all of the International Paranormal Society at intparanormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. We also wish to thank Martin's Online Auctions and Frank Zolchek. Michelle is now going to read out the last line of the outro in an Irish accent where she's losing her voice just for lace in the southern parts of America. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.